0: What if tomorrow you woke up and just like that you had the body you've always dreamed of? Your health was on point, energy levels were high, and your confidence <laughs> through the roof. Completely Possible Fitness wants you to know that it's possible to change your life and make your dreams come true. We specialize in weight loss, muscle building, functional training, group exercise and nutritional advice. Don't let another day go by not having exactly what you want. Contact Fit and let us help transform your life. Fit is on all social media. Do you love drama as much as I do? Plot shifts and heart-pounding turns will keep you enthralled in the new book, Soiled Sheets by Phoenix Ash. Dana and Marshall are drawn to each other, but their flame has a tendency to burn and splinter all that once mattered, quite possibly even each other. Will they make it through the debris or become part of the ruins? Find out when you purchase your copy of Soiled Sheets by Phoenix Ash. Now available via Amazon Books and all Kindle devices. And it's free with Kindle Unlimited. Let's go. What the finance presented by Say What Radio.
1: Hey, y'all. It is your girl, Star Washington. And on this episode of What the Finance, we're going to talk about a lot of different stuff. Um, One thing for sure, though, is um, you got to use what you have to get what you want okay but before I expound on that topic tonight um so man so much has happened since I last talked to you guys um I did do a recording in between our last podcast and this one but um I was in the car (laughs) and it's funny I got the inspiration to do the episode because I went to go to um aqua aerobics after work um because it was lightning class was canceled so I said you know what let me take this opportunity to just do some work in the car and let traffic die down so I was sitting in the gym parking lot I thought it was totally quiet Have my windows up, but hello, star, cars aren't soundproof, it's rush hour, (laughs) people are passing by, cars are passing by, everything. So anyway, the recording was just way too muffled and noisy to play. So I still want to talk about a lot of those things because you know, a good topic stays a good topic. But anyway, I get back to that. But yeah, so, so much has happened um, since the last time we talked. Um, But the the main thing, um, you guys have heard me talk about my dad and, you know, his dementia. And just lately, he's just been more and more, Confused, um, his outside of his mental health declining, his physical health was declining, and prior to today, he was staying at home by himself. Um, and I would, you know, come and take care of him in the evenings and on the weekends and um he, it was just getting to the point where he just could not stay by himself anymore so today i um took him to an assisted living facility which is so much better than a nursing home um first of all finance tip an assisted living facility is typically um typically much typically much cheaper because the um staff doesn't need 100% full time nursing on site like a nursing home because I visited a nursing home when I was you know when I made up my my mind that my dad needed to stay somewhere during the you know during the day (sighs) and night to be honest but um I visited a nursing home and I was like oh you know god bless these people they are really really ill really really you know on a, a mental decline or physical decline. A lot of them didn't even know where they were at all, could not move at all. Um, so I I thought that that was not the ideal environment for my dad. So I kind of looped assisted living and nursing home all in one category until I started doing some more research and talking to people. And then I went and visited this place. And um, it's actually pretty cool. It's kind of like he has his own apartment, uh, providers come. come. Come in to, you know, give him physical therapy and occupational therapy, nursing services uh, during a big chunk of the day. And then, um, you know, he still can, you know, go out to the living room and um, he has a, you know, a bath, his own bathroom. It's 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 really it's kind of like a a little apartment. Honestly, I was like, man, I could stay over here. (laughs) But um, I feel a lot better about that type of facility. Um so that's the big thing. And that's why I was actually able I'm actually able to do the podcast. A recording now because I'm here. He's not here. It's just, it's so eerie that, you know, for 24 seven, he's been on my mind. He's still on my mind, but I was always afraid to be out of arm's length or ear's length for too long. Um, just because you just never know what happens. As an example, um, I took about four days off. This is my fourth day. So I took about, took four days off to look at nursing home and to kind of just give him some extra comfort and do a couple things that I needed to do paperwork-wise. And um, while I was out of work, y'all, I did not get paid. Well, I didn't get paid for my full-time job, my full-time corporate gig that I'm at. 40 hours a week didn't get a solitary dime. Now, you know, I knew that. That's not a shock. But man, you may have job protection through FMLA, but I didn't get anything from that job. But let me tell you what I did get. And this is why a soapbox of mine. And a lot of people think I talk about the importance of residual income because, you know, I I have a network marketing business just like any business. I need good people to help it grow just like my job needed me to help it grow so I when I'm talking, you know, when I'm marketing my business and marketing the business opportunity, I always talk about the importance of residual income, and it's not just because I need someone to go in business with me. Which you know, this is year (laughs) two. I'm at the point where I'm trying to attract the right people. As a side note, I'm gonna talk more about that on a podcast. But furthermore. You really do need to have residual income. Um, because just think, y'all, I'm going to Bali, Indonesia next week. At the end of next week, I'll be going to Bali. And yeah, I prepaid for you know the trip and my flight, but man, I'm looking at this itinerary. I need to buy this, I need to buy that, I need to. Um, make sure I have money for the Uber. Of course, I need to make sure I have spending money for Bali. I need to make sure that I have, um, you know, a little, you know, some about five hundred to a thousand dollars in emergency set aside. Because y'all, let me tell you, bef- pretty much right before I started my business, and y'all know that this show is called What the Financial, because I used to make terrible financial decisions. I knew nothing about finances. I didn't want to know anything about finances. Bad credit, no savings, spent every single dime. Didn't didn't even think I needed to save and made good money, but terrible. So a good friend of mine um, had this big 30th, dirty 30th birthday party in Las Vegas. Now I shouldn't, I should not have gone to this trip. First of all, I didn't book it until maybe three to four weeks in advance but anyway I don't even think four weeks because I didn't get very good prices but I I remember buying my plane ticket really made things extremely tight for me and then y'all I bought it on Spirit never I had never flown Spirit before so I kind of You know, I heard about the little nuances with the baggage and everything, and I thought that I was doing everything correctly. So, y'all, I bought my bag going. I paid for a bag going, which is extra, but I thought it covered it going and coming. Silly me. And really smart spirit, it did not so I had to, um, I was, man, nickel and diming this whole vacation, y'all. It was one event that I just did not go to because I could not afford. I mean, y'all, I was really miserable on this trip. I could not enjoy, enjoy myself because I did not have any money. I think I may have gone with oh, man, like $150. And of course, I still had to try to, you know, drank a little drink but i'm telling you guys i was living so tight on this trip but i didn't live that tight i thought tight i thought i had the exact amount of money to you know get back home and basically i needed to get a shuttle to the airport from vegas and then i needed to uh pay for my uber home so I thought I had exact an exact amount for that, and that's why you can never travel that tight with exact. Cause what does Murphy's Law say? What can go wrong will go wrong. Y'all, spirit was like, girl, um, you can't bring this bag. <laughs> and that was my one bag with every single thing in it. Spirit was like, "Nah, you you gotta pay for this bag." And I can't. I think it was because I was at the gate day of. It might have been fifty bucks, but I didn't have it. A friend of mine had to actually cash out me. Did she cash out me? I think she cashed at me some money yeah she cashed at me some money and I was able to um board the flight but I said never ever again but y'all if I did not have my business which yields residual income I don't think I could have I would have been able to swing Bali I mean I would have been putting myself in the exact same situation that I was in in Vegas but hell no not with what I know now not being that far away on the other side of the world um, with yeah I'm traveling with strangers I'm with this black travel group with so I'm traveling with not a single person that I know on the other side of the world with all this going on here in in, uh, the US with my dad like And I wouldn't have been able to get any of my money back. So I said all that to say, man, you have got to, you have got to, like, it's a requirement. I talked to my, my 19 year old niece this way, and I am not job bashing. I have a full-time job. I'll be there tomorrow. I'll be there for, for a little bit longer (laughs) until my residual income exceeds that of my full-time job consistently. Um, but I, I preach to her. And she's um, a full-time nursing student. She's brilliant. She loves nursing. She has a passion for it. Her mother's a nurse. Her father's a nurse. Her sister's a nurse. And she's excited about it. I said, that is great, Chelsea, that you want to be a nurse and that you're working so hard for that goal. But while you're young and you have the energy and not just the energy, man, time is your greatest asset. Like most businesses don't earn a profit for five, Years. People, business owners go in knowing that. Um, so if you have a full-time job, no big deal if it takes five years for your business to really start taking off and earning some, you know, pretty earning pretty good money, whatever your definition is. Um, because you have a job to pay your bills. That's why it's important to have a, a, a job, you need to pay your bills. <laughs> You need to pay your bills so you don't have bad credit. You need to have income to be able to invest in a side business or a hustle or your dream or whatever that is. And it doesn't take a whole lot. One thing I love about network marketing is it just took me a couple hundred dollars to launch my business, to have a full-fledged business where I don't have to deal with any of the cutting checks. Um, I'm trained um, I, you know, I'm presented with a lot of marketing information, just support, customer service. Man, it's a business in a box. It's a franchise. Just like if you were per- to purchase a, a McDonald's or if you worked at like a Keller Williams or um you'll a lot, you'll see now, now we're getting in the time of year where uh, tax professionals are gearing up for tax season. Uh, tax professionals have gotten smart because most of them make 95% of their income, you know, the few months during tax season, they said, Hey, let me franchise out. So what they'll do is you'll do taxes under their umbrella. They get a kicker. You get paid, they get paid. So there are so many Things you can do for residual income: an online franchise, an online franchise, franchise. <laughs> I think I want to say French fries, but an online franchise like something um, like network marketing or tax professional, um, real estate broker. If you have the time and the income, and you want to open a traditional brick and mortar franchise, um, franchising is an excellent. Way to build residual income, especially if you can do something like what I do, which I leverage social media. Guys, social media is so freaking huge. You have to be, one of my business mentors um, always says, man, let me see, I hope I can remember what he says. <laughs> I love his statement, but, oh, he says that if you're always in front of the money, the money will never miss you. And that means you have to be, you have to look at the direction things are going. You have to look at the direction. Like, it's not too late. There are many people who saw the internet's power, social media, Power five, seven, 12 years ago. Most of the, a lot of those people are very, very wealthy. They leveraged it. Um, another thing, my business mentor, he uses the example. I'm, I am 37, I'll be 38 in January. And so I'm young. I am young. And I vividly remember there not being like water bottles, like you didn't get water bottles, like water bottles, like uh, the 24 pack of water of water bottles was just not something that you went to the I don't remember seeing those in the store I remember seeing jugs maybe but more so if you was kind of, if you were kind of bougie well to do had a little bit of uh, a little bit of coins you may have had the water people come bring the big gallon thing of water and you had a little dispenser um, sparklets is the name and Ozarka those are the two that come to mind here in in Houston. Um, There probably was some others locally, but I think Sparkless was nationwide because I I remember the commercials. But people wanted to move away from faucet water and wanted to have bottled water. So a lot of people thought that concept was crazy. I remember hearing Joe, why I gotta buy water? I already paid for water. Water should be free. Oh, that's crazy. Man, now we're like addicted to water bottles. (laughs) Like you got a bottle of water. You got a bottle of water. You want a bottle of water. Paradigm shift. Same thing with um, cell phones. I didn't get a cell phone. And, you know, I was a little late, but I didn't get a cell phone until my freshman year in college. So this was 1999. They may have been popping around 97, 98. But that's about the time cell phones started getting popular. But I remember the jokes. Why I need a cell phone if I got a house phone? Why? Well, what's with a cell phone? What? What's that I talk about? Um, that we can't talk about at the house. What's the emergency? Now, man, we can't live without these cell phones. I mean, we cannot live without them. Let us go to work and it's, man, left at home. Man, we will call out. We can't make it. (laughs) We can't do it. It's our lifeline. I run a business from my cell phone. I record this podcast from my cell phone. I just couldn't imagine. But man, the smart people, the T. Mobiles and the um sprints and the Verizons and millions of other people who, in their various ways, were able to leverage cell phones and cell phone towers. They saw something, they are filthy, freaking wealthy. And it's not when I say wealthy, I'm not talking about so you could ball out and buy bags and shoes and cars. No, wealth is something you can pass down. You can't pass down riches. You can pass down wealth because it's a mentality and it's something especially in um minority, in the black community. I'm black, so I'm talking about the black community, but if you can relate, a lot of people can relate, but you know, in the many communities every generation has to start From ground zero, if I work my job and I'm paid a hundred thousand dollars a year, and that's the top, y'all. Do you guys only know less than five percent of Americans make a hundred thousand dollars or more a year? Five percent, and that's not a huge, huge amount of money when you factor in, um, you know, getting taxed on, then housing and gas and food, but. So anyway, if I made $100,000, I was the top 5% people looked at me and said, oh man, star makes money. No matter no matter how excellent that hundred thousand dollars is I'm you I'm paying bills with that I'm trying to save for my retirement I'm trying to save for an emergency put you know my six months of living expenses up if I'm super super financially literate but for the most part I'm paying bills I'm paying student loan debt um, as you get older you have stu- um, your children you're paying for their college you're paying for their vehicles so we can all admit a hundred thousand dollars Dollars may not go very far, but even if it did go as far as it possibly could, it will never go as far as being able to pass that salary down to the next generation. So, what does the, the next generation have to do? Start from ground zero. Start from ground zero. I digress. But yeah, residual income. Um, you, you just have to make it for you know for the reasons I gave about you. You don't know when what's coming. Around. Around the corner, you don't know if you don't. You can't guarantee what you are physically going to be able to do. Our bodies are are fragile, in the larger sense of things. Meaning, you know, we we can get into a car accident. We can be struck with a serious illness or even a temporary illness. We may have to take care of an ill parent or partner. You just never know. So if you can't work and you don't get a paycheck, then what's gonna happen it's not that easy to just get public assistance it's not that easy to get financial assistance from others because everyone is living in the same cycle I'm so happy that I have my business that I'm I'm earning residual income because you know I although You know, honestly, with my dad and his medical condition, I haven't been able to 100 percent focus on really, really building my business like I want to. Because when I could, I focused. I'm still living off. I'm still getting residuals. I'm still living off of that. I'm still able to use that for my expenses. I pay for Bali. I pay for Bali with my business income. I didn't have to pull from my work income, y'all. That's a major blessing, and I want every everyone should be everyone has to experience that. Not should be able to. Everyone has to. So the reason why I was saying use what you have to get where you want to go. A lot of people make the example that they don't have a lot of time. They don't have a lot of money. I told you my business just started a couple hundred dollars I do I still do it and I work a full-time job I'm an athlete I'm active in my church I take you know take was taking care of my dad full-time and was still able to do it I used the time that I had just like even though it didn't work out um I recorded the podcast when it was lightning and I was in my car um if you are a writer or if you have a podcast and you, you were able to be in a quiet location, or you're a photographer you and you need to edit photos. There, Man, when you r- just realize that we all have 24 hours in the day, and if you manage your time well, you'll find time to do what you need to do. You'll find the time, You ha- even if it's only five hours a week. Even if it's just three hours a week, which I'm pretty sure everybody can find, 10 hours, and a week that's just two hours a day five days a week and two of those days you don't even have to do anything so you get two. just forget about not forget about it but two days of not today five days of 30 minutes here 30 minutes here 30 minutes here 30 minutes here here, to build something that's going to be able to make things a little easier for you even if it's not residual man like a lot of people don't even have, I, I was reading somewhere that over 50%, and I'm I'm going low because I can't remember the number, but I know it was much higher than that. But I'm just going to say over 50% of people don't have um, an extra $500 saved for an emergency. I think I talked about this in another um, podcast. That's the, most people's deductible. So imagine getting in a car accident with someone that didn't have insurance and And you can't get your car fixed and you can't get a rental because your company won't move forward until you can pay a deductible. You're going to be screwed. Like, (laughs) screw, you're going to end up paying way more than that $500. I'm in the industry, man. I see the worst. These aren't just spooky, spooky things that never happen. This stuff is real. So let's say your hustle wasn't bringing in residual income. Let's say it was something that was still leveraging your time, um, you you taught singing lessons, you taught piano lessons, um, you, you know, wrote freelance articles, you did market research, man, Google, you guys Google, you can, if you Google side hustle ideas, man, hundreds and hundreds of uh, hundreds of things will come up. One of my business partners, she's 30 years old. She makes well over six figures in our business. Um, because she's always doing marketing and photo shoots and she goes to a lot of different events. She's always buying clothes. And do you know this girl sells those clothes on, I think it's Poshmark, but there's Poshmark, there's Shopify. There's a lot of things you can sell stuff on. Uh, I think Gary V, who's this billionaire, <laughs> was talking about um, he bought something and then sold them on eBay. Man, we all have stuff lying around. Like that's income. Use use what you have. Literally look around and say, Man, what do I have? Let me sell it. Write down. My mentor calls it a cash calendar. If you don't write down, and I have to get better at it too, honestly. I really have to get better at it. I'm, woo, I got to work on being a better steward of my time. But even I a cash calendar. Write down your, what you have to do, what you have to get done. Put in, wake up, b- wake up, get ready for work. A lot, All that time, your whole 24 hours, even sleepings, even naps. If you are blessed enough to take a nap, I don't even know what that feels like anymore. But put it all in there. I Every single person that I know that has done this exercise has always been able to find a couple of hours that they just blow. Like I'm bad for, I don't watch TV, but man, I will scroll through social media. And yeah, I use social media for my business and for marketing, but no, I'm spending a lot of time on social media, just scrolling, 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 scrolling. We all do it's it's what we do that's why social media is booming that's why Zuckerberg B- Zuckerberg and them are billionaires because we provide the content and we need content that's another that's Take heed, social media needs your content. You giving it to them for free? Are you going to leverage it? But anyway, that's the way that I blow through a lot of time. And I'm sure a lot of you guys out there can relate. But yeah, leverage your time. Look at the time that you have. Look at the resources that you have. Um, look at your current skill set that you have. You know, I always talk about learn a new skill, but hey, let's let let us we're leveraging our time. We're conserving our time. So use a skill that you already have. Man, I always said, I wish I could do hair. Man, if I could do a sewing, I'd do like, man, three sewing is a week. <laughs> man, but man, God has blessed us all with talents. And you, you got to use it. You can use it. That's what they're there for to help you get ahead so that's it for tonight guys um i know i kind of jumped around as i always do but it feels so good to be back conversing with you all um my goal is to definitely be more consistent with bringing you guys information real information from someone that is stumbling through the process too but thanks guys for tuning in don't forget you can always find me on social media i'm always there the star washington with two r's on instagram and star washington which is my name on facebook and then if you want to learn more about how i can uh repair your credit help you pay down debt um, <clears throat> get a will and trust to protect your family's finances or launch your own financial liter- literacy franchise. You can go to starwashington.com,
0: two R's.
1: All right, guys, thanks so much. Have a good night. Until next show.